everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey London. And this is Volume Up by The Tease. So we're here. Welcome officially to season two. Season two. Last week, I was congratulating my partner in crime on our 100th episode. Yep. Oh, here we are. 101. Season two. Oof. Post Thanksgiving, crazily. Almost right. December. We're Ugh. we're here. We're doing it in a big way. We're here. And I hope that you cash in on some amazing Black Friday deals. You know, they were everywhere. And maybe you have some of your holiday shopping done. Spoiler, I don't. No. I don't. Okay, I'm getting a no. Okay, yeah. great. Nope, nope, nope. And getting scolded every single day. That is how I like to do the holidays. Okay. How about you? Have you have you been taking advantage are, of any? Yeah, we're done and dusted. Almost done completely. So there. Oh, that's... Isn't that lovely? That's lovely. That's shocking. One thing I hate to do is wrap gifts. Mm. It's not surprising because I love the details, mm. but nope. That is the bane of my existence. So I can buy them. And now the hard part comes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. No, I have given up all wrapping. That is not my domain. Oh, okay. Yep. My wife does it much better. So I just stand at support. I will stay awake and watch, (laughs) but I will not touch. There's no... All right. You know, that's how that rolls. There you have it. Mm -hmm. So there's some recent news out there. Big news. On benzene. Have you been following that? Uh, Roughly. Okay. I am not a dry shampoo user, frankly. But that doesn't mean that I'm not in the know. But Kelly, let's talk about it. I am a very, very avid... I know you are. ...dry shampoo user. I know you are. And I love it so. And so to hear that... Deeply relevant. You know, benzene is an ingredient in dry shampoo. There has been a recall out there with some well-known CPG companies that have pulled their shampoos, Mm -hmm. Dove, Nexus, Suave, TG, Tresemme. So we're talking a little more on the consumer side Mm -hmm. because they had a high potential level of benzene. So it's basically a question of like, how much do we care? How much do you worry about the regulation of dry shampoo? Mm -hmm. And so... You know, we looked to the CDC and our friends at InStyle that did an awesome report on this. And if you're wondering what the heck is benzene, it is basically formed in nature. So that sounds good, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Being volcanoes, forest fires. Okay. Okay. Not good. We're not good. Yeah. We're quickly hurtling into it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it ranks in the top 20 chemicals for producing volume. And it's currently used as an industrial solvent and gasoline additive, which, okay, that's that's all new. But it's also part of the process when it comes to manufacturing plastics, resins, nylon, synthetic fibers, rubber, cleaning products. Mm. And as far as dry shampoo and other beauty products are concerned, uh, this chemical is utilized in things like dry shampoo. So according to Dr. Emanuela Teoli, the director at the Institute for Transational epidemiology and the associate director for population science at the Tisch Cancer Center said that it's basically believed that benzene is a byproduct of the gases that are used to create the propellant of the spray. Spray comes out, benzene's left over. It means that many sprays could emit this as a byproduct, Uh, not even just dry shampoo. So the more we know, the more we learn, the more we get concerned about the regulation on some of these things. Yeah. This gives me pause. For the lack of dry shampoo that I'm using. Um, but for people like you oh. and lots of our listeners. <laughs> so one thing that stood out to me in the socials is my good friend, Ruben Carranza over there at Amica. He's the group CEO mm-hmm. of a handful of brands, including Amica. 
sent out on his personal socials as well as the brand that, hey, Amika Safe. This is one of them that we did some extra testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to put your mind at ease. We we included testing of our aerosols for benzene, basically in in light of recent press, and wanted to have an extra precaution. And so they sent it off to third party lab, and basically are sharing the transparent results on the internet's for all of us to see from the micro quality lab. So I love that that brands are saying, wait a second, yeah, there might be some out there, yeah. but you can trust us. Not us. We tested it before mm-hmm. and we tested it after, mm-hmm. and it's basically the same results and there's nothing to worry about. So further upping my confidence in incredible brands like Amika. So thank you to Ruben. Thank you to Chelsea Riggs, also a friend of the pod over at Amika. Boom. <laughs> and there you have it. Now, now we'll take off our science hat, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> On our last episode, we did a lot of recapping for our past 100 episodes. Make sure to go and give that a listen for a packed episode with past guest cameos, a giveaway, and much more. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Teas and send in questions to volume up at thetees.com. And this week, for the first episode of our new season, we're talking with Nick Stenson. An experienced beauty executive as well as a hands-on beauty creator, Nick serves as the Senior VP Store and Services Operations for Ulta Beauty, where he leads a diverse corporate team across seven business units, oversees trend innovation for hair, skin, brow, and makeup services, and sets the strategic course for services and education. A lot. Stenson first joined Ulta Beauty in 2016 as the company's first chief artistic director, then soon assembled and continues to lead the Ulta Beauty Pro team, the salon industry's first ongoing collaboration of individual brand-affiliated beauty artists. A second-generation hairstylist and long-standing partner with L'Oreal USA as an educator, brand ambassador, celebrity stylist, and influencer, Stenson has built his career and life around a mantra of, I see your beauty. Nick consciously created and leads Nick Stenson Beauty, Nick Stenson Beauty is where nature meets luxury. In 2019, he introduced a premium set of professional-grade curious brushes by Nick Stenson as a limited edition collection. In 2022, Stenson launched a passion project collection of 12 hair care products formulated with the finest, most ethically sourced, innovative ingredients, including soothing, strengthening aloe vera gel. Nick Stenson Beauty products are designed to empower everyone to be confident in their own hair. The products launched on the site yesterday, so we are so glad that we got to talk to Nick about the collection. Stick around. Can't miss this one. Okay. So from, you know, we're going to talk to Nick Stinson, certainly a stylist that is changing our industry. Mm -hmm. There is also another stylist changing our industry. And her name is Erica Robinson. Mm -hmm. She is a salon owner and stylist at Beautiful People Salon and Education, which cute name, right? Mm -hmm. She started her own biracial hair classes earlier this year. and, And the article refers to it as biracial hair classes, but we know that that is not to be true, right? Exactly. We're going to call it textured hair. Her educational workshops on textured hair are a resource for families and loved ones to learn to take care of their hair textures. In each class, students learn about different hair types, different methods for care, whether it's simple, it could be done on boys or girls. Attendees also receive that hands-on experience. So I love that. Certainly, we need more education on textured hair out there in the industry. What do you think about this, Jeff? I love it. I mean, I think we are at the present moment, because this is in the future, at the Texture versus Race Summit in Baltimore, Maryland, um, talking about this very thing, which is that there is a dearth of Mm -hmm. quality education around styling, cutting, coloring, textured hair. Um, Erica is really like spot on in talking about how the beauty industry has been very white dominant. 
um, and that there's not been an emphasis on learning about the plurality of hair textures. And so honest to God, like loved this. This is why we're talking about it. It's so cool to see someone take this up. Um, and the onus shouldn't only be on people of color to do this work, Correct. which is really where it's been resting for so long. So like kudos to her, like, let's keep this going. Um, and shout out to, to Erica over at beautiful people salon and education. Shout out. Let's talk about things that are trending on our site. Our editorial team has been hard at work this week uncovering industry news, looking into trends and diving into brands you don't know, but you should. And here are some of our favorite headlines. First up, I mean, you just said that you've done your holiday shopping. I'm not there. So (laughs) this is an important article. Um, The article is called The Hottest New Hair Launches Right Now. Each year in the months leading up to the holiday season, we see an abundance of new product lines and brand launches this fall has been no exception, especially in the hair industry, head to thetees.com to see a few of the biggest launches. There's some big heavy hitters in that list. Kelly, what launch are you most excited for? Well, you know, heavy hitter on the list, heavy hitter on the pod today, right? <laughs> Guest of. I mean, first of all, I didn't know Nick Stinson was a second generation stylist. So I love him even more for that. Mm-hmm. It is in his blood, just like it is in mine. But I am all for the Nick Stinson beauty launch which happened yesterday, y'all. So head on over. I love that it's high quality, cruelty-free, and it's certainly the top of the list for the hottest new lines this holiday season. Maybe I'll still add to cart and just put a little zhuzh in my gifts. Stocking stuffers, let's do it. (laughs) All right, next up, this is a buzzy ingredient, so we're gonna talk about it. The article is called, Here's What You Need to Know About CBD and Skincare. It's 2022, and stigma around CBD has started to lessen. And even though it's showing up in smoothies, holistic medicine, soap, and now skincare, there are still people that are confused about its benefits, safety, legality, its legal, and usage parameters. Mm -hmm. While there's so much that can be said about this ingredient, head to thetease.com to get a primer on all of the important things you need to know regarding the CBD skincare market. Kelly, you and I are both fans. Um, Any CBD skincare in your routine at the moment? You know, not yet. Um, And there's no particular reason for it. I believe that I need to check out this wonderful listicle and start to understand which one should be included in my regime, if you will. Get in there. I love the article. I think our editors did a really cool job, especially the little section at the end. But here's the caution tape. (laughs) Um, The one, two, three, four, fives (laughs) that you should know, like how much THC, what is the extraction method? What's the delivery vehicle? Who's the grower? What's the data? So here at the T's, we don't just skim the surface. Oh, pun, pun, pun intended. Um, We dive in and I love it. Amazing. Kudos to our editors. Shout out to them. All right. Um, something that we're really excited about in the tease, we actually talked about it on the podcast, which spurred a dot-com piece. And I think that it begs really celebrating. The article is called Tresemme's annual Future Stylist Fund application is now open. Here's how to apply. Tresemme is giving aspiring Black female stylists who are attending cosmetology school a reason to be extra cheerful this holiday season. The beloved hair care brand has officially opened applications for its annual Future Stylist Fund, a by-application $100,000 scholarship program, which works to help advance the careers of Black women in the hair industry. Head to thetees.com to learn more, including how to apply. We love to see this. So exciting. And like, bring on the, the good feels for the holidays, right? Bring them on. I mean, it's a $100,000 initiative. It was first introduced in 2020. And you know what? We, much like Unilever and Tresemme, 
are committed to advocating for diverse representation Mm -hmm. and equitable treatment of hair professionals. And so hell to the yes. We love to to see this. Absolutely. (laughs) As always, so much going on tease.com. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We're proud to publish stories that salon pros and consumers care about. Next up, Nick Stinson, y'all. I feel like we need a drum roll. He is a total get for the pod. Excited to hear it. An experienced beauty executive as well as hands-on beauty creator, Nick Stenson serves as the Senior VP Store and Services Operations for Ulta Beauty, where he leads a diverse corporate team across seven business units, oversees trend innovation for hair, skin, brow, and makeup services, and sets the strategic course for services and education. Stenson first joined Ulta Beauty in 2016 as the company's first chief artistic director, then soon assembled and continues to lead the Ulta Beauty Pro Team, the salon industry's first ongoing collaboration of individual brand-affiliated beauty artists. A second-generation hairstylist and long-standing partner with L'Oreal USA as an educator, brand ambassador, celebrity stylist, and influencer, Stenson has built his career and life around a mantra of, I see your beauty. Nick consciously curated and leads Nick Stenson Beauty. Nick Stenson Beauty is where nature meets luxury. In 2019, he introduced a premium set of professional-grade Curious Brushes by Nick Stenson as a limited edition collection. In 2022, Stenson launched a passion project collection of 12 hair care products formulated with the finest, most ethically sourced, innovative ingredients, including soothing, strengthening aloe vera gel. Nick Stenson Beauty products are designed to empower everyone to be confident in their own hair. The products launched on the site yesterday... So we are so glad that we got to talk to Nick about the collection. We are so excited to be joined by none other than Nick Stenson. Welcome to the Volume Up Podcast, Nick. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you so much for having me today. Uh, we are truly, truly thrilled. Uh, for those who are maybe living under a rock, uh, would you mind just talking a little bit about yourself for a second? Like, how did you get to beauty? Um, you're an industry legend, but let's let's start at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a big compliment. Thank you. Uh, been in the business professionally 25 years. Uh, born into the business, though. Second gen. Second gen. My mother was a hairdresser for 37 years. I literally grew up in a salon uh, every single day of my life, never realizing I'd be in the salon business, actually. Okay. Fun fact, I wanted to be a doctor. So I was on my path to um, go into the medical field. And then I quickly pivoted and decided that I really enjoyed the space of beauty and wanted to make a difference in the world. And I realized my mother was doing that. So I was like, wait a minute. Oh, hell yeah. I can do it in a totally different way. And this is kind of more fun. Wow. Mind blown, but actually kind of a follow. There's like a through line. Uh, we're going to get to that eventually, which is the product line that's coming out, which we're thrilled about, but let's, let's not get there yet. Let's, let's talk about the beginnings. Um, the path for you, uh, in terms of like you, you had exposure, your mom had been a stylist. Um, you didn't think you were going to do it ultimately, but you did. So beauty school, what was that like for you? Um, talk to us about that experience. Beauty school was very unconventional for me because I was already doing hair before going into beauty school. All right. So at the age of 12, my mother was like, you know what? I need help in the salon. And when my clients come in with like their kids, I just want you to like do all their hair. So, so such a bad way to run a business. But anyway, you know, we'll get to that later. So I don't ever remember getting any formal training on how to do hair before I started to do hair. I literally picked up a scissors, a comb, a clipper, uh, a bowl of color, a perm rod, perm solution. Like I can keep going and just started doing hair. Mm. And I remember when I first started, I remember saying to my mom, like, 
what am I doing? And she's like, it's easy. Yeah, you, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Like just follow the head, follow the lines. It was very like not really great training. And I just kind of eyeballed my way through it in the very beginning. Mm. So then when I decided I wanted to be an actual professional, I was like, okay, well, I have to get a license. I have to like do this thing called school. So mm-hmm. I started going to beauty school and that was a painful process for me. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I was smoking three packs a day at that point because I was really stressed out. Uh, Why am I here? I already know how to do hair. These people are trying to put me in a little box mm -hmm. and make me do it a certain way. I don't like that way. I like the way I'm doing it. It might be wrong, but I like it. And then I was surrounded with a lot of people who had zero direction on what they wanted to do in their life. Mm. And they were choosing beauty school as like, last case scenario, best case scenario. And I was like, get out of my way. Like, I know what I'm doing. And I, I'm like really passionate about this. So like, I want to be serious and I want to like figure all this out and I want to get the heck out of beauty school and become a really good hairdresser. And, um, that was, that was a struggle for me. And I was going to beauty school during the day. I was working in the salon at night. Mm -hmm. And that was at the point when my mom said, okay, well, if you're going to do this as a career, you got to leave the family business. Like you have to go in the real world. Mm. So she made me go find a job and interview in a salon Ah, and work in a salon. She's like, goodbye, get out. That was the best thing she did for me because it forced me to really step outside of my comfort zone and not like live under her wing, so to speak. Mm. And um, a really good friend of mine at the time had an uncle who had a salon and um, it was a beautiful, full, full uh, salon and spa. And I was like, oh, maybe I can get a job there. And they were really welcoming to me and wanted me to work there. But he's like, I don't have any chairs and I really don't have, I can't give you walk-in traffic. And I was like, well, just let me shampoo. Like, just let me shampoo and let me figure this thing out and see how I like it. And then I started within beauty school. That's when I, you know, they make you do nails, they make you do facials, they make you do makeup, all these kinds of things. Well, I, I really liked all that too. So then I was like, oh, wait a minute, mm. I'm going to start doing that in the salon. So then I was doing manicures, pedicures, full set nails, gels, all this. I was doing waxing. I was doing makeup. I was doing facials. I was doing all these services. And I quickly turned all of those clients into hair clients. Mm. So I built a full book of business in like six months coming out of beauty school. Casual. No big deal. Um, genius. Very casual. Good yeah. for you. Uh, dumb luck, I call it. <laughs> uh, well, you know, that seems like maybe not so dumb. Um, then let's talk to us a little bit about skills that you built. Um, so early in your career, you're out of beauty school. What is it that you were sort of cultivating? How did you go about mastering certain techniques? I realized that if I was going to do this and I was going to be in the beauty industry, I remember something my dad said to me early on when I said I was giving up my full scholarships to go to college, to be a doctor and all this. And, and he said to me, you're going to give all this up to become just a hairdresser. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean just a hairdresser? Like mom's a hairdresser and she's running a successful yeah. salon. And he's like, but that's mom. Like you have an opportunity to be a doctor and you're going to give it up to become a, a hairdresser. You know, and it was that negative mm-hmm. kind of like that stigma. You get almost like you, you gave up on life. Mm-hmm. And I remember that kind of sticking with me. And I said, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, I don't want to be just a hairdresser. I want to be the best I could be. And I want to like master all these different services and all this. I want to master the beauty industry. It's kind of what I, what I said, I was going to do more than just hair. I wanted to understand the whys behind things I was doing. I wanted to understand why behind formulation with color. I wanted to understand, you know, cause and effect of why things were happening in the, in the process of lifting and depositing hair color. 
um, all those types of things. I kind of really geeked out at it. So that's where I started to just, where I didn't take beauty school serious. I took all my education after beauty school very serious mm. because I then decided like, okay, I'm not bad at cutting hair, but I'm not great. So I want to be the best hair cutter. So I want to get trained by the best. Same thing with styling, same thing with color. And I literally flew myself across the world to go get training from who I thought was the best at the time in all these different skills. And I would say that that was the best thing I ever did. I was young and broke and didn't have the money to do it, but I figured it out. And it was the best investment for the rest of my life, really. Mm. Mm. Well put. Um, I mean, sometimes when you're dumb and broke, like... These are things that you do in order to to get ahead, um, and and certainly it's paid off. Uh, so if anybody's out there listening, some pro tips mm-hmm. right there. Rewind, play it back. Uh, <laughs> all right, Nick, you are very well known um, for being affiliated with some really high profile brands, not the least which being Matrix. Uh, so talk to us about how the heck did you get linked up with the big guys? Um, we'd love to hear all about it. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's a, a really cool story actually. So. When I was working for my, you know, friend's uncle's salon, I then became, I worked up to being a manager of the salon sure. and then he opened a second location. I became manager of that. And then I decided, wait a minute, I'm doing all this. And he kind of like ghosted the salon. He was like hardly there. And I was doing all the work. I'm like, what am I doing? We've heard this. I want to do this for myself. Yep. Oh. So I left and I was going to go buy a building in the city at the time. And I was looking for one and I thought, how am I going to do this? So my mom literally said to me, well, don't lose your clients. Like come work in my salon until you can figure out the new salon you're going to build in the city. So I did that. But funny, funny enough, the salons that I were working at were really beautiful. And my mom's salon had been really kind of dated at that point, you know? And I was like, oh my gosh. And I remember going there with a bottle of wine and like, okay, I got to start like remodeling this place. <laughs> so I started remodeling it for her and then quickly was getting like this influx of walk-in traffic. And I had to hire her another stylist mm-hmm. and we had to like really ramp up her salon. And everybody thought a new salon came in town, but it was the same one, still yeah. the same salon. So my mom was like, I don't know if you're, you haven't found a building yet, so I don't know what you're doing, but here's, you're onto something here. Maybe you should stick around for a year or so. Well, I stuck around for a lot more than a year, but I then kind of took over unintentionally her salon and just rebranded it all, remodeled it all and like made it kind of my own, but was really doing it for her, but then realized I was doing it for me. And then for you, yeah, hired and I took it over. So it was, it was a great kind of thing that kind of organically happened. Where Matrix comes in is, I was there like in the middle of the remodel. It was like two months in and the sales consultant came in from Cosmoprof and was like, hey, um, Matrix is doing education auditions. And I said, oh, that's pretty cool. And I said, I don't really know anybody who's looking for an education role. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, but I think you should. And I was like, me? Why me? Like, I'm literally just like trying to figure this whole salon thing out. I just left, changing my whole life around. She's like, no, you have a really great way with people. And I watch you in the salon when I come in here. And I really think that you connect well with people one-on-one. And I think that's what educators do. They connect with people. Mm-hmm. They make them feel safe. They make them feel heard. And they, you know, they, they allow them to be vulnerable in a place to grow. And I think that you could be really good at that. I said, I don't know what the hell I'm doing when it comes to education. Like, why would I even consider this? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, give it some thought. And I said, okay. So I literally was like, I'm not doing this. And the day of the auditions, the my aunt came in to get her hair done. 
And she said, oh, I heard you're going like for an audition for a job with Matrix. I said, mm, yeah, I'm not doing that. And she's like, well, why? I'm like, because what do I know about education? And I'm not good. They're not going to want me. And she goes, wow. She's like, let me just ask you this question. She goes, if you went in the, if you went and did the audition and you walked away and you didn't get the job, how worse off would you be than before you walked in? And I was like, but I'd be humiliated, mm. you know? And she's like, oh, so this is about your ego. This is about your ego being bruised. And I was like, oh, okay. No, but, but oh, maybe, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. And she's like, you could be passing up an amazing opportunity that you don't even know. And if you go and you realize it's not for you, okay, great. Check it off the list. It's something you didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, hell with it. I'll go. So I literally rallied together. And it was that afternoon. I went downtown to this hotel. I remember I was so nervous. The interview and the audition, I had to do live model, all this kind of stuff was so bad. And I remember Lisa DePerna. I, st- I just saw her recently and I just adore her. And I remember her saying, come over here and sit down. And I said, okay. She goes, I'm going to ask you questions and I want you to write them on the answers on a piece of paper. I said, okay. And I started writing all the answers. She goes, let me see the piece of paper. And I showed it to her and it was like primary colors, secondary colors, tertiary colors. How do they work together? What, you know, all this kind of stuff around color. And she's like, give me the piece of paper. So I showed it to her. She goes, this is all right. And I said, okay. She's like, you're just nervous. She's like, you're nervous. So you're not being able to get it out. Mm -hmm. She's like, but you have presentation skills. They need to be refined. You have knowledge. We just need to bring it out of you. She's like, and you just need to get out of your own way. And I was like, oh, thanks. I said, you're really nice. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Thanks for your time. See ya. And I was out of there. So I got a phone call and um, like a week later, and this guy called me and he started talking. I said, hey, listen, before you go any further, like, thank you so much. I appreciate the time. I realize I'm not a fit, you know, like I'm going to keep working. And he said, can I talk? And I was like, sure. He's like, no, like we, we want to hire you. I said, I beg your pardon. And he's like, no, we see major potential in you. Mm. And I was like, you do. (laughs) And he said, I do. I really do. We all do. And I said, oh my God, that's really cool. Okay. I'll give it a whirl. About a week later, I found out that 97 people auditioned and I was the only one hired. And that was a really cool feeling and also very scary feeling. Wow. And that's what began my journey at Matrix. And that was 21 years ago. 21 years. That's insane. Isn't it? Um, All right. Well, let's break it down then, Nick. Uh, What have you done with me? It's more the question is, what haven't you done? But if you could, like, lay it out. What, What have you been up to with Matrix over the years? Uh, super cool journey. I always say my Matrix family because mm-hmm. they've really been my family. I think a lot of people have moved from brand to brand mm-hmm. and jumped around. We've seen it. And I have not done that. And people have asked me all the time, like, why haven't you? You could probably make more money if you go here and there and there. And I'm like, listen, I'm about integrity. I'm about loyalty. I'm about family and unity. And this brand has been that for me my whole career. And has also been the steady in my life mm. through the many changes and evolutions of my career. Mm-hmm. And it's always been a very safe place for me to continue to be vulnerable and grow. So that's why I've been there 21 years. I started out as an educator doing product knowledge, then went to a color specialist, then became a color master. And uh, I, I was certified as a color mastery, then started doing education for them at their global academy, which was at in New York City at the time then became part of their design team, then auditioned after that to be on their um, kind of leadership artistic team and failed, didn't get put on the team, was really bitter about it. 
And then I thought, you know what? No, I still have something to prove. I'm going to stick it out. Mm. And, and the next year they auditioned again and I re-auditioned and I got on the team Termination. and became an artistic director for them. Mm. And um, then uh, in the midst of all that, I moved to New York City and was signed with an agency there, was doing a lot of editorial work, mm-hmm. a lot of celebrity work. So I was really focused as being artistic director for Matrix and celebrity styles for Matrix. I uh, was really working on all their new launches and new innovation and new trend releases. And yeah, I'm still with them today, brand ambassador. And um, it's so cool because the one question that comes up a lot from people is, mm-hmm. okay, now that you have your own brand, are you going to leave Matrix? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. And I don't want to leave Matrix because I feel, again, that would be inauthentic to who I am. And I can't just flip a switch from saying to my followers or the consumer or the industry or the hairdresser, like these are great products. And then now they're not anymore. Like, what does that mean? That's not authentic to who I am. And I want to stay true to me. So there will be a place for Matrix in my life going forward. Oh, we love that. Um, Good to hear about the the sort of family aspect. Not often that you hear that about brands. Um, And, you know, we've seen a lot in the industry. Uh, So we, you know, shout out to Matrix, shout out to them. Uh, Then how did Ulta factor in? Uh, Because... (laughs) If people don't know about you from Matrix, which how, they certainly know about you via Ulta. Um, So how did they come onto your radar? Like, talk to us about that experience. Sure. So uh, about six years ago, I was working at JCPenney at the time, Mm -hmm. a little over six years ago. I was leading up all their creative for their salon division. And I was at an event called ISBN. So if anybody's out there, whoever attends ISBN, uh, it's a really cool organization that celebrates multi-level unit Mm -hmm. businesses and comes together, which fast forward now, I'm now the new vice president of ISBN. So that's pretty cool too. Humble brag. Yeah. yeah, So that's pretty cool. And I've always loved this event because it's a smaller event Mm -hmm. and it's all the industry leaders and it's all the who's who that come together to learn from each other and really grow as an industry and talk about what's in front of us and threats and opportunities and all those great things. So I was there and um, I ran into a woman and her name is Keisha Steelman, who is the chief operating officer of Alt Beauty now. And um, there was a funny encounter that happened in the, the restaurant of the hotel where she was talking to a brand about a promo and she didn't know who I was. And then somebody else said, you know, like stop talking kind of thing. And she's like, what's going on? And I, and they're like, this is Nick sense from JCPenney. And we all started laughing. I said, will you do me a favor? I'm going to give you my card. Like, let me know when you're going to run that promo. I'll run it at the same time and we'll see who's performed better. It was kind of just this lighthearted joking kind of moment. Yep. Well, she went to dinner. I went to dinner and that was the end of that. Later that evening, somebody came up to me and said, hey, Keisha Seelman would really like to, to talk to you. And I'm like, yep. who is this Keisha Seelman? Like the one you met earlier. I said, okay. So we go and we start talking and we hit it off. We ended up closing the bar, talking all night long. And she said, I don't know what I even want you to come to Alta to do, but I know I need you at Alta. Mm. And I think you're going to be well-suited for Alta. We have major growth plans you know, on the dock, I want you to be a part of that. I think you'd be great in innovating with us and, you know, really taking your expertise and, and your um, journey here to help, you know, evolve our business. And I was like, I don't know if I'm even interested in that. <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm, I'm really looking to go open my own yep. brand. I don't think that, you know, I want to go to another big retailer. She's like, well, tell me more about your brand. And I said, I just started this journey and I really don't want to, you know, just pivot. It's my dream. And she's like, well, why can't you do it at the same time? Like, well, you can work for Alta and you could still build your brand. And, you know, who knows? One day it might be good enough and Alta might carry it, but you'll have to go through the proper channels for that. But you never know. And I was like, okay, maybe. Well, six months after a lot of conversations back and forth, 
they offered me a job to come to Alta Beauty. Mm-hmm. So I've been with Alta now six years. I started as um, the chief creative director. So really, you know, guiding all of the creative direction for the salons and working with the marketing team and really building that muscle out. And then I was promoted to vice president over services and trend Mm -hmm. for the company. So the services portfolio. And then last year I was promoted to senior vice president of store operations and service operations. So, you know, little job, little, (laughs) nothing, nothing too big, you know, no, um, incredible. Um, what's been the most rewarding part of your work with, with Alts Beauty, given that like six year span, um, which is both a little time and a long time in this industry. Yeah, it is. This company is moving so fast and growing so fast and doing such cool things every single day. And has evolved and reinvented itself so many times over. The company it was 25 years ago is not the company it is today. The core values of the company, the way that we, you know, look at growing career opportunities for our associates, the way that we take care of each other and take care of our teams, the way that we grow, you know, new stores and new formats to meet the guests where they are, Mm -hmm. to make sure that we're giving an elevated guest experience and always on for them through the omni-channel experience. We've just done such cool work. And for me to be a part of that has been just amazing. I work at a very, very fast pace. Everybody always says like, why do you walk so fast? Got places to go. Why do you talk so fast? Why do you build strategy so fast? Like I'm very intense that way. And I feel like I found my people here because they're all the same. Everyone here is operating at that level, which is a super cool place to be in a company that continues to innovate and evolve. Oh, congrats to them. Congrats to you. We're so excited. I mean, Ulta, honest to God, has been killing it. Um, so love to see what they've been up to um, and with you being at the helm. Um, but you mentioned something, and we're not going to let you get away without talking about this at length, which is your own brand. Um, so all this time mm-hmm. with Matrix, now with Ulta, mm-hmm. you've got this desire to be building something of your own. Yeah. Um, so where did this start? Like, how did this come to be? Um, we want to know literally everything about it because we're so excited. Well, thank you. I will say seven years ago, I started on the journey of building this brand. It's taken me seven years to get it off the ground. What I will say is I've always had a dream of building my own brand. And like I've said to many people now, there are amazing products on the market. Tons of amazing products. I get to work with them every single day. We're all to beauty. Like I have amazing products on my fingertip every single day. As a hairdresser growing up in this industry, I always felt like this new line came out and I loved this one product. This new line came out and I loved that one product. Yep. There would always be the hero product. In the of course. Line. Yep. And I said, <laughs> one day, I just want to create a line of hero products. Like I just want a small, tight assortment of products that's like, bam, here's everything you need. And here's why, and here's how it's good for you. Here's how it's good for the environment. And here's how it's going to simplify your day-to-day routine um, with giving you a really elevated, luxurious experience. Mm. That was always my vision from a young age. Fast forward seven years ago, I got to start to work with some amazing chemists. Mm. Talk about like really learning in real time. I got to work with amazing chemists who really enjoyed the process of working with me on this project. And we started building great formulas and then we tweaked them and tweaked them and tweaked them. And then I got to meet other chemists in other labs that, you know, we did the same thing. So over the years, the last seven years, we've worked so hard at making sure that 
the bottles look super cool and the branding is great and everybody loves it and is attracted to it. But that was what's going to get you to stand there and pick it up. Right. What's going to get you to keep buying it again and again? And it's what's in the bottle. Mm. So I'll say we spent a ton of time on the look and feel of the brand. Which beautiful. Well done. Money well spent. Thank you. I appreciate that. And that's been a journey. I could write a book on that in itself, (laughs) but that's for another day. But the work we put in the the look and the feel and the marketing and the branding, we put even more into the ingredient story Mm -hmm. and into the why and into the what and into the how. And to me, I think that's what's really going to bring this brand to life. And we just did an editor preview launch and... It was um, a very emotional for me because it was the first time I seen the brand in full throttle mm. with, you know, 10 hairdressers working at one time, using it on every hair type. And it was just so fun to see people love it. And it was so fun to see people connect with it. And it was also fun to see the textured girl out there who was super skeptical of it and didn't even want her hair done. And I begged her to give us an opportunity and then she literally went on social media and said, like, I didn't trust it. And then I got it done and I fell in love with it. And I feel seen. And the hairdresser was amazing at, you know, giving me what I wanted and taking care of my locks. And it was just a really great experience. So now I'm in this this moment of like, we're, we're getting ready for it to go live to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really excited and proud of it and excited for people to start to experience it. So speaking of that experience, um, key ingredients, talk to us a little bit about that formulation, again, that you spent so long on getting right. Um, What are we working with? What should people be excited about in terms of what's in the chemistry? Yes. So this line lives in a luxury portfolio. It is the first line of its kind to have certified organic ingredients to be Leaping Buddy certified, to have a sustainability story in a luxury category. It's Mm. really hard to do luxury and clean at the same time. Almost impossible. Yep, It is because let's face it, you can't knock the brands out there that use different ingredients to drive performance. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why these brands are successful Mm -hmm. and you can't knock them because we all use them and we love them and it gives us the results that we want. What took so long for me and the team to get through the finish line was keeping that level of luxury while figuring out how to make sure that the clean story is there Mm. and that the promise on really great ingredients in the bottle for you, your skin, your body, your hair is, is part of our promise. So there's two main ingredients. I will say that what we call the hero ingredient is aloe vera gel. Mm -hmm. So again, I wanted the brand to be very easy to understand. I wanted the ingredients to be things people understood or was easily explained to, and it didn't complicate. Sometimes there's things on the market you read and you're like, what does this even say? Like, I don't even understand it. Well, you know, sometimes as brands, we think we have to overcomplicate things to make us sound really great and, and really amazing. So you have to use it. What I'm taking the approach of is the opposite. Mm. Let's give you ingredients that work. Let's simplify the process and let you know immediately the why. So for instance, aloe vera gel, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, B12, all built to hydrate, protect, add enhancements of moisture, enrich the hair, restore the hair. So if you think about it, I don't know about you, but I always tell the story that when I was a kid, my grandmother had like a half dead aloe vera plant on her window in the, what she called the utility room. And anytime we fell and scraped ourselves, she grabbed a piece of it and lathered it all over us, right? So that's what started me to think like, okay, we know how great aloe is for the skin. How could it be for the hair? 
And the reason that I landed on this and I'm so proud of it is because there is so much wear and tear that we put on hair today. Oh, for sure. Chemicals, lightning, darkening, lift and deposit, mm-hmm. um, laxers, perms, all these different things. Plus the elements. If you're around salt water, if you're around pools, environmental pollution, my gap. Yep. There's so much coming at us that makes it extremely difficult to really have beautiful hair from scalp to heads. So my goal is that whether you're a double processed blonde or you're someone who just covers your gray or you're somebody who doesn't color your hair at all and you want beautiful, shiny, healthy hair from scalp to end, this is going to give it to you and this is going to protect your hair. So that's the number one ingredient. The number two is creatine. So if you work out, you know what creatine does. Creatine is about really strengthening, right? It's about strengthening the muscle. Mm -hmm. Well, in this case, creatine for hair is about strengthening the cuticle, strengthening the hair follicle, making sure that what comes out and is in the hair stays healthy and strong so it doesn't snap off. It also helps repair. We talked about all that damage that people are doing on the hair. Well, Mm -hmm. the creatine is going to help close down that cuticle because if you're a double processed blonde out there or you're a heavily balayage blonde out there, you want every centimeter of length of your hair. And when you come and sit in my chair and I tell you you have to cut it off, you're not going to want to come back to me. So I had to figure out a way to put the vitamins and nutrients back into the hair so that that client can hold on to that length, but it could look great, not only at the scalp, but at the ends. So those are the two hero ingredients within all the products. Now, of course, we have then, you know, the blends, which is like kale, carrot, lemon. Mm -hmm. Those are the extract blends that really help to continue the line in the portfolio throughout the 12 different products, builds antioxidants and all those types of things. I won't bore you with all those details, but those are, again, very common ingredients that you hear about when put together, they really pack nutrients into the hair. And let's face it, as soon as the hair comes out of the scalp, it's dead. So everything that we do to really take care of it is going to determine the life expectancy of your hair. For sure. Beautifully put. Um, And obviously all of that expertise, all of those years of of work has been put to use here um, in the product development, which we love to see. Um, You mentioned, uh, which is incredible, um, the sustainability aspect here. Um, Consumers, whether they are pros or just like a plain end user who's coming in off the street, they are demanding this increasingly. Um, And a lot of brands have struggled, frankly, to deliver on this. They just can't do it for whatever reason, or they won't, which is a a whole nother conversation. Um, So talk to us about how important this was to you in terms of building your own brand, that it be sustainable in this way. Um, What efforts have you made um, to to get this into the, the DNA? Yeah, I would say... You know, it starts out at our manufacturing facilities, making sure that we're working with the finest of manufacturers to make sure that we have very little waste as possible. We're using everything that we can from a recyclable standpoint and then recycling what we can. That's really important. Our raw materials and our drums, all the cardboard and plastic, all in recycled materials. And we want to make sure that we're only using the highest ingredients that you can find around the planet. That's really important to me. Other things... You know, there's no parabens, there's no um, sodium chloride, no gluten, no soy. And we manufacture out of one of the cleanest water sources in the country, which is really interesting because when you don't think clean water, right? But Washington State has some of the cleanest water in the country. And that is what is the base of our formulas is really beautiful, clean water, which you don't think is something that's important, but 
if you really do some analysis of water and the water we drink and what comes out of a faucet and how, what it's like from coast to coast, it, you would be fascinated. You would be fascinated on just what's in water, let alone product. So um, those are the types of things that have been really important to me. And then making sure that we have the certified organic aloe vera gel powder mm-hmm. that we're looking at things through conscious beauty. That's another thing. Alta Beauty stood up a couple of years ago, a conscious beauty initiative where it's about five pillars of making sure that your products are sustainable, they're recyclable, the packaging is recyclable, mm-hmm. that you don't you know, harm any animals in the process, hence why we're Leaping Bunny certified, that you're giving positive impact in the communities, which is why we have partnered with liveyourdream.org to make sure that a portion of the proceeds goes to helping single women who are looking to get in the workforce and really help them and give a broader impact than just the products that you use every day, but knowing that the products that you're buying and you're using is helping somebody and has a greater purpose and cause. Those are all really important things. So when was building the line, knowing that that was so important to Ulta Beauty, a multi-billion dollar Mm -hmm. national retailer, number one in beauty, I was like, well, why would my brand be any less? So we started with building the brand to meet all five standards. Mm, We love that. Um, Nick, let's just rip off the bandaid. Where can people purchase? When is this going to be available? Um, I think I've got an idea, but I'd love to to hear from you. Yes. So November 27th is the official launch on digital. So you'll be able to purchase it at alta.com or nickstensonbeauty.com. Both of those locations, you'll be able to buy it. And then on January 7th, we are launching in over 430 Alta Beauty locations nationwide. Oh. So really excited about that. So we'll have a really cool presentation in the in the stores, um, which is super cool. And a fun little fact I'll tell you, my mother doesn't know this yet, so I'm going to make sure she doesn't hear this until after she sees it. But, um, you know, I've been doing so many different photo mm-hmm. shoots to really bring the brand to life. And I had the honor of doing a photo shoot with my mom this year, uh, celebrating just kind of her journey. And then her and I is, you know, second generation. Well, one of the images is actually going to be in the in-store display of my mom as the mom. Oh, Nick. That's super cool. That's so, that's, she doesn't know. Wow. All right. So that's going to be even more exciting. We love that. That's so big. Um, Congratulations on all of your success. We are thrilled for you for this line. Can't wait to see it in store, but you know, we'll link out in the show notes so people can get ahead of time. Uh, Just add to cart, all of that good stuff. Um, All right. Well, before we let you go, we're going to take you through our quick takes, which are what we ask of all of our guests on the podcast. Don't think about this for too long. Let's just like easy breezy end the combo. Um, First question. Say that you're on a deserted island and can only bring three beauty products. What are you bringing? Ouch. I would say I'm going to bring my moisture shampoo. Plug, plug, plug. Yep. Because I'm a clean freak. I'm going to bring that. Um, I would bring a moisturizer with SPF. And the third one, I need something to style my hair with. Like I can't walk around a mess. So it's going to have to be a styling product. Understood. We love that. <laughs> um, that's honest. Uh, what is the first beauty product that you ever remember owning? Something like you sought out, had to have for yourself. Oh my gosh. I think the first like pro brand, like real, like, oh, look at what I'm using was Lab Series. I don't know if you remember that brand. Oh, I, yep. Lab Series was my skincare routine. And I remember going to Carson Peary Scott at the time and buying it. And I was like 16 or something. And I remember it was such a big deal. My parents were buying that for me. Ugh, fun. Um, are you superstitious at all? Not really. 
Not really. Okay. No, no, no. We, we allow that. Great. We don't need to be superstitious. No. Um, if anyone could play you in the biopic of your life, who would it be? Oh, Ryan Felipe. All right. Aim big. We love it. Okay. Um, what do you consider the ultimate comfort food? Oh, pizza. Oh, God. That's a good one. I could go love for some pizza it. right now. It's a little bit early for it, but honestly, like, when isn't a good time for pizza? <laughs> exactly. All right, Nick, that is it. Thank you so much for coming on the Volume Up podcast. I feel like our listeners have learned a ton. And if they haven't, they should rewind, rewind, rewind and play it back. Um, yeah. Congrats. Like, would love for you before you you head out yeah. to plug your socials. Where can we find you um, if they're not following already? Like, well, lay it out. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. I love being on here with you. I would say, you know, you can find me at Nick Stenson on all social media channels. Easy. Very easy. And then check out NickStensonBeauty.com. You'll see everything you need to know about the brand. You'll learn about my journey. Um, and I'm going to constantly keep that filled with action-packed information to keep you educated on everything you need to know about beauty. You heard it here. All right. Thanks again. Thank you. All right, Jeff, so much went into that line and you know that he is so close and adjacent to so many different products. So venturing into his own, his own formulation, <laughs> his own vision and brand seemed like a nice natural step and congrats to Nick. Congrats. Such a good combo. Loved that. Loved it. And I got to get my hands on this product. Mm -hmm. So I'm with you. I'm adding to cart. Great. Ding. Add to cart. Be sure to hit subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tease and Sending Questions to volume up at thetease.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode. <laughs>